I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. In control, under control, with control, control all out of control. (laughs) Yeah, out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the book club babes. (laughs) That's us in a nutshell. Yeah, Um, I'm Kate, and I'm Chantel, (laughs) and I was hanging out with Megan tonight and. Just so you know, I told her that I was going to out her, but she runs around her house too. (laughs) No. Yes. She even told me that she has a route. Yes. And there's like a step that she can like get even more power off of. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Parkour. Parkour inside. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm not crazy and I'm not alone. Everybody out there who doesn't run around their house. Y'all are missing out. (laughs) On valuable seconds. Valuable fun seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, gonna. I'll probably it. scare. Bra- I'd probably scare Brandy, and then she'd <laughs> like she burn gets out. Super excited. She- <laughs> oh yeah, on the hardwood. Poor Brandy. Oh, poor Brandy. You got to take her down to the basement so she can get her party time in on yes. the carpet. Yes, her favorite spot. <laughs> party. Remember, I I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but when I went down there with you in a few months ago and she started going crazy and I was like what's happening and you were like it's because of the carpet she can go crazy yes it's the only spot in the house where she can she can do a zoom it was adorable I just had I'd never seen her like that so I was confused Mm -hmm. like what is happening down here is she okay or (laughs) she's just like gotta go I have track 
section. <laughs> it's like, look what I can do a run her boots for inside. <laughs> yeah, like um, yeah. ones with like suction cups on them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what she needs. Okay, what is new with you? Not a whole lot. Ruby is on the mend. Ruby got, yes. Ruby got a sad little, she was attacked by two large dogs and it was very sad. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty heartbroken. So last mm-hmm. week was kind of sh- shit, but she's, uh, she's doing so much better. So, mm-hmm. and it was so- you had, oh, sorry. It was so, it was so good to see her and um on, see her on the mend on the weekend. Yeah. And she was happy to see Brandy too. Mm-hmm. she wasn't yes. scared she was like no my bff yes yeah yeah and you had done a shout out when brandy ended up having to go to the emergency mm-hmm. vet about how great they were and i personally um ruby was with my mother-in-law so i didn't personally see the emergency vet but they said that the emergency vet was lovely so mm-hmm. apparently they're great over there yeah. which is so good yeah. to have like that's yeah. so nice it makes you feel a lot better knowing that yeah they they are kind and compassionate totally because they're mm-hmm. available 24 7 miss mm-hmm. your baby yeah your baby. and your vet is awesome your yeah I love vet. I love mm-hmm. our vet I would recommend mm-hmm. them to anybody so mm-hmm. good I was actually like boasting about my vet in the office today because I was telling them that like my vet just asked for some photos to be emailed and they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, my vet is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've really got good. cool vet. Anyway. Yay. Ruby's on the vet mend. Yeah. Ruby's on the mend. Um, anyway, what are you reading? Oh, I, I know I'm excited to hear about you because we did have a little chat on the weekend, but I'm still reading if we were villain, villain, oh, <laughs> villains, villains. <laughs> villains I'm here for if that. we I'm were here for that. if we were villains and mm-hmm. I was telling Kate that it's a bit pretentious but there's like a mystery aspect to it that mm-hmm. is keeping me in um interested and intrigued mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the pretentious parts of it are pretty pretentious like they just like quote Shakespeare in everyday conversation which is a bit like <laughs> Okay, maybe oh, if one character God. had a weird quirk about them and did that, but not yeah, every weird. single character. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I wonder if any of our listeners are like Shakespeare fans. I could maybe see Summer being like into Shakespeare. <laughs> Where for all though, Summer? Where for all though? <laughs> to be or not to be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. Something like but, that. But uh, so how far are you? Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like two thirds of the way through and it it is interesting. Like the mystery, there's a murder in the book and it's like college age kids. So like I can sympathize, I guess, with that and the drama around college and being a young adult. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're they're trying to figure out if it was an accident or a murder, which is interesting. Ooh. But ooh, yeah, cool. it's just very pretentious with like every sentence ending with a Shakespeare quote. Yeah, I could see that being kind of annoying. Just like yeah. really, what? Honestly, one more I s- time. Yeah, honestly, I skip over them because they'll yeah. be like yeah. in italics. 
Yeah. So showing like, like well. that it's a direct quote. So then I'm like, <laughs> mm, just skip over that part. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Not relevant. Don't even know what it no. means anyway. <laughs> exactly. I had started at the beginning of the book. I would read them and then like very short through very quickly. I stopped reading them. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't think it really like, adds anything. Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Well, I'm excited okay. to hear how it ends and if it's worth it. Yeah. Okay, now you need to tell me about your book because <gasps> I was very interested in it. Oh my god, you have to read it. You have to read it. Um, The 100 Years of Lenny and Margot. I read it. Five stars. It was so good. I honestly, it came at like the perfect time for me because I was holding in all my emotions about what had happened to Ruby because I'm like that. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. healthy. But this book made me ball my eyes out and it's like exactly what I needed just like an emotional release <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. but it was so it was the book was written so good and like you know from the beginning like I told you that they're terminal yes. like you know that yes. somebody or both of them are going to die it's not it, yeah it's not like a surprise There's but it's no still hope. just yeah <laughs> oh it's sad oh. but it's true yeah but um yeah, it was really well written. The characters are developed like just beautifully. You fall in love with both of them. They're both quirky. And I just, I highly recommend The 100 Years of Lenny and Margot by Marianne Cronin. Re- I loved it. I really did. It was this very sweet, easy read, but I also cried. So heads up because it got sad, but like touching. Yeah. Oh, I am. I want to read that and I look forward to reading it. Because like, yeah. you know, you pick up the book and you know, you're just going to cry. It's going to be a good cry. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. the other thing I liked is that it wasn't the whole book. Like you weren't like yeah. tearing up. It wasn't like a sob yeah. fest. It was just like Mm-mm. someone dies or whoever mm-hmm. dies. And you're like, that's really sad because of the way that they like paint it. Like it's so beautifully mm-hmm. Oh, it's just Written. to fall in love yeah. with the characters and it's so sad, but I don't know. Yeah. You got to read it. Would recommend everybody. Nice. And then, and then I picked up, you had actually put this one on my radar. Um, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo Ooh, by yeah. Taylor Jenkins Reed, who mm-hmm. wrote the Malibu rising. Yes. And I am enjoying this one far more than I enjoyed Malibu rising. Yes. Yeah. So I have not I read that <laughs> book yet, but I'm, I want to. Have you read any of her books? Cause she also did that. Um, Daisy Jones and the six. Yes. Yeah. 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 That one too. Yeah. Mm, have you read that one? No, did you it's read? on my, um, it's on my e-reader though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we had discussed maybe like book clubbing mm-hmm. that one, mm-hmm. but yeah, I picked up this seven husbands just cause I wanted something like easy. Yeah. Um, and honestly, and I'm really good enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's a good. Yeah, yeah nice. I'm finding that I'm like staying up late reading it. That's how you know it's a good one. But That's so is the know. one that we're reading right now. Yes, it's a page turner. It legitimately is though. Like I was sad mm-hmm. to put it down to end. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to pick it up again after we after yes. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we should talk about this week. Do you want to get into it? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We're discussing chapters 15 through 30 this week. And I actually stopped at 30. So congratulations yes. to me. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we left off like, who's Rose? Mm-hmm. And like, what's going on with um, Audrey, like alluding to that there's um, been um instances of psychopathy in their family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we were kind of on a cliffhanger at the end mm-hmm. and then and then Catherine saying she still needed to talk to Ted where yes. no one hear what they say and exactly. it just gets so much worse <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> I don't know okay. how Ted is like processing this <laughs> How is he still there? I'd be like, um, I gotta just go check on my dentistry practice and then never come back. Wouldn't you be like, I think my wife is a sociopath. Like, I I don't think this is normal, even a little bit. Yeah, you think? Like, who can just crawl back into bed and go to sleep after that? Honestly, honestly like regardless if it was your parents or not I think I'd be fucked up even if it was just a stranger like yeah especially um anyways all right (laughs) poor Ted poor Ted um you start we tell us yeah how it starts so we find out that Audrey and Ellen Cutter are actually best friends right Um, which I didn't put together I did not put the last names together (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so they had ended up meeting each other when they worked for Fred at Merton Robotics and Ellen was Fred's mm-hmm. personal assistant and they're chatting about what they're going to do with all the money that mm-hmm. Audrey is getting. Mm-hmm. Little does she know. Mm-hmm. I totally, <laughs> honestly, coming? you... I didn't write down that Ellen was his personal assistant. I totally forgot about all of that. And it's all just making so much more sense now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yikes. So then we swap over to Lisa and and Dan's house. And Lisa's watching Catherine and Irina talking kind of like hushly in the driveway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan's freaking Lisa out just like wondering about the murder and he's wondering about like how much pain they were in and worrying how much money they're actually gonna get and yeah pretty much just spiraling being sketchy yeah he's just like being weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. total sketchy Mm -hmm. for sure do you wanna me 
I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah. So then Dan decides to call Walter about the will because he's, like you said, he's like spiraling. And Jenna is still at Dan and Lisa's house. So Jenna and Lisa run up the stairs to listen, which is like, obviously, <laughs> I'd do that too. Obviously, put the cup to the door. Yeah. Or like just open the door and be like, I, I want to know. <laughs> um and then I my next note is about Catherine so Mm -hmm. Catherine tells Ted she doesn't want the police to know she went over there that night and that she thinks it would look bad (laughs) and in like hindsight yeah Yeah. it doesn't look great yeah Yeah. no um and she doesn't want Dan and Jenna to know either because she doesn't trust them which is interesting Mm -hmm. it is interesting interesting rose cutter is one of Catherine's good friends we find out um the detective are still looking for evidence uh reyes finds that fred was widely reported on in the news but never his family that their family was super private um and he wonders what secrets they might have so there is a lot of alluding to something mm-hmm some big old secrets some big old skeletons in some closets some juicy deets I know I can't even guess I just want to know like do you think Fred killed his own parents or something oh well I'm wondering well I've got a lot of speculation here by the end okay 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 (laughs) okay um so in that um Reyes and Barr go over to Dan and Lisa's and conveniently Jenna is also there Mm -hmm. Um, they're both noting the strange demeanor of Dan and Jenna, and they, um, note the lie about Jenna leaving at seven Mm -hmm. and, um, that they are both sensing that something actually did happen over dinner that night. Right. Mm -hmm. And Um, I, I have a note here that mm -hmm. the detective notes that, jenna her eye makeup doesn't look smudged from tears which is a very interesting Mm -hmm. observation yeah which is probably not something i would think about but it's very true like if my parents died i feel like i wouldn't even have makeup on because i'd just be so like yeah like your eyes would be red that kind of thing like yeah yeah Yeah, it just would be like emotional and you're not like thinking about that like you're like fuck it (laughs) that's the least of your worries (laughs) yeah (laughs) and nice eye makeup yeah. I can't even put nice eye makeup on on like a regular day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Decides to become a makeup artist the day yeah. that. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, could fair. you imagine? Like a big old <laughs> wing eyeliner. <laughs> and it's how you force yourself not to cry during the day because you've got real I nice can't. makeup on. <laughs> yeah. I can't smudge my mascara. I can't cry. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So um, we're then in Irina's perspective and she's reflecting and she's worrying that she, she admits that she interfered with the murder scene mm-hmm. in her own re- reflecting. Um, Dan's freaking out still. He's like, everyone's thinking it's me because of the, um, his relationship with his dad, his him selling the business out from him and his financial situation, which I mean, 
Yeah. And also how sketchy he's acting. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Reyes holds a press conference and mm-hmm. they are saying that they are looking for this truck with the flames on it. Yeah. What is this truck with the flames? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah, any speculations is- on that? I don't, I just feel like it's something to like throw our, like a, a red, red herring. herring. Yeah. Mm. I think it's just something to like try and throw us off the, the path. Like, do you think but that the neighbor made it up? Maybe, maybe there's like a whole, maybe they hired a hitman and the hitman's like flashy. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Don't be subtle. It's like hitman's rule. You got to do the opposite yeah. of what they'd expect. Exactly. Get a truck with flames on it. No one, no one would expect this. Exactly. <laughs> no one will know. How would they know? <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so then audrey is watching the press conference <laughs> and she found out details from the paper as well and it doesn't sound like she's being updated like even a little bit no no she's so not involved she goes, at all no so she goes to walter's office and walter is the lawyer and he she asks if fred saw him last week about his will <laughs> And Walter says he was away last week and Fred died before he could make any changes to his will. And I wrote, ha Audrey. <laughs> but it I does was wondering, legitimately sound. Hmm? Oh, I was wondering if that was like a, another cruel joke from Fred, though not he oh would know God. that he was going to be murdered or anything, but like being like, I'm going to give you half and then never go to my lawyers kind yeah, of thing. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe. I, but then but I'm like, I, was yeah, she just making this up? Like, yeah, I is don't know. Is she also a psychopath? Yeah. 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 Did yeah. she like, I don't know. I don't know. Something, mm-hmm. something weird is going on here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then Audrey tells Walter that Sheila knew that Fred was mm-hmm. going, what Fred was going to do rather. And she thinks her theory is that Sheila must've told one of the kids before Fred was able to do it and the kids killed him mm-hmm. which like yeah nah, nah, mm-hmm. sounds like a dick yeah you know <laughs> she's she's like determined to take them down though I know I know it's yeah. so curious it's funny yeah. the things people will do for money eh? like large sums mm-hmm. of money <laughs> like mm-hmm. she feels entitled to it yeah yeah and even like later on when she's reflecting at one point she's like I wish I was um, rich all when I was a kid and I wasn't able to do that. Only um, Fred was able to and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it's like, so you're just going to try and get the money from like, he worked for it by the yeah, sounds of yeah. it. It's like, yeah. woe is me because I'm not rich. Yeah. But like, anyways, whatever. I don't know. It is, it is very like complicated. I've never mm-hmm. like, I've never yearned to be rich just because it mm-hmm. seems like it would be oh, nice right. you're like oh yeah it'd be so nice or whatever right but I've never like had that yearning no. for it and it yeah. sounds like that's what Audrey really has like mm-hmm. and she had her all of her eggs in that basket like she was like ready for it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well yeah her and Ellen were already planning their trip to yeah Italy <laughs> Italy. <laughs> I made I made a few notes about this kind of interaction. I kind of noted that like Walter seemed uneasy and like he was called away unexpectedly. 
and like he was fidgeting with his papers. Okay. And and then he went pale when she suggested that the kids had murdered Fred. Oh, so those are just some he knows something. I'm wondering if there's something going on and involved. Interesting. Just I didn't know why the author, or unless it's just a red herring again. Like that's the thing with these like um domestic yeah. thrillers is that like things are red herrings like they purposely do it I just know I was just wondering why the author would have made those details like Walter was all of a sudden shuffling his papers on his desk when like yeah he seems like a confident lawyer so like I was kind of wondering if like the presence of Audrey like threw him off that badly mm-hmm. like I don't know she doesn't seem like a very like warm woman so like mm-hmm. maybe being in her presence is awkward or it did sound like Walter and Fred were like kind of acquaintances and maybe like more friends than acquaintances so maybe he was like kind of didn't know how to react with like his yeah. sister in front of him or yeah. true maybe he's mm-hmm. in on it who knows <laughs> yeah who knows you really don't trust anybody no I just don't <laughs> um after that we are confirmed that the knife from the kitchen block is Mm -hmm. the murder weapon Mm -hmm. and then um walter gets a visit then from bar and reyes to get Mm -hmm. a little bit more information on fred and what was going on with the will right i do have a note though that i thought was kind of interesting that we got cl- clarification on the fact that they think someone showed up at the door with gloves mm-hmm. on, wearing thick socks and no shoes, and also came prepared with something to strangle Sheila with. Like mm-hmm. it was someone who anticipated what was going to be happening. Like it was premeditated, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So then they're talking with what's his face? Walter. Yes. Yeah. And they find out that Fred is worth $26 million mm-hmm. and Sheila is worth $6 million. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that, yes, indeed, the will has not been changed and it's being split between the children, but it's not the three children. Four children. There's four. OMG. What the fuck? And we find and out it's Rose Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Why was she so sweaty? Like, <laughs> yeah. how does she, does she know? I'm wondering if she knows. I don't know. I don't know. And that's how why could she's she like, know? How could she know and be best friends with Catherine? How? But then when she does come to visit her, she is weird at the end. What like she, she's what like at the end. Well, not at the end, but like Rose goes over to Catherine's because she feels like that's what a friend should do. Oh, right. But it, I was also kind of reading that as just like she didn't really know, like maybe their friendship was weird. Like, because it but seemed the, like yeah. she always felt like she was like not enough and like right Catherine was kind of her only friend and so she was kind of like I guess I should do this because this is what friends do but like it's an uncomfortable situation like so many people don't want to to talk to someone when some like going through grief like they'd rather just avoid it right so 
she was like I feel like this is something a good friend would do I don't know <laughs> true at the but end you're of suspicious her, at the, well at the end of the thing she's like they can't under 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 ugh, under any cir- circumstances they can't find out what she's done that is true that so, it does say that yeah so I'm like mm, yeah I just what has she done what is she doing um Reyes and Barr also find find out that Fred was supposed to come in that morning mm-hmm. also though the for the money it's supposed to be split oh, evenly yeah. between the kids yes. and one million to Audrey and one million mm-hmm. to Irina yes which yeah. is nice but like I feel like he probably could have given Irina more yeah really I mean if you're giving Rose money <laughs> exactly anyways oh, um, all right all right all right, all right. Yeah. yeah 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 um Walter's like um we were kind of occasionally like would go out um, outside of work and have dinner together and then he insinuates that perhaps Walter's wife Caroline mm-hmm. would have more insight because he um Walter assumes that um Sheila and Caroline are closer than him and Fred right mm-hmm so then, so then they're like, we better go visit Caroline. <laughs> so they go yeah. and they visit Walter's wife and she tells the detectives that they were friends, but Sheila was a little tight lipped about her personal life. So mm-hmm. although they were friends, it didn't quite really seem that they were overly close. Um, mm-hmm. She says that she did, Sheila did mention something to her about the kids not being happy about Fred's will. Um, and she also tells the detectives she thinks Fred might have been a quote psychopath so Mm -hmm. that's good to know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that like Sheila never stood up to him yeah and I think this is the first time that Reyes and Barr hear that Fred sold the business out from under Dan oh okay like, right. I feel like she was saying way too much. And I was like, right. stop. <laughs> well, she didn't know. She probably thought mm-hmm. that everybody had already, like the kids had already told them this. But everybody's lying, except yes. for Caroline. <laughs> exactly, I guess. Um, and then we go over to Ted and Catherine. And Ted is upset that Catherine lied to the police. And he doesn't know what to do himself. Like, poor guy. Mm -hmm. jenna comes over and asks Catherine if she thinks that dan could have done it they both agree with one another that they just don't know um and they think maybe it's time that dan gets a lawyer Mm -hmm. and we find out that irena when irena was talking to Catherine in the driveway that it was um she had said that the police might suspect it was one of the kids that's what she had told Catherine. And Jenna tells Catherine that Dan called Walter and found out that their father did not change his will before he died. So I guess that's a bit of good news. Who knows? Jenna, I don't know. She seems so like, I don't know, maybe because I haven't had a lot from her perspective at this point, but like, Mm -hmm. she seems so cold, like colder than the other two. Yeah, and like, what was she doing for an hour there after everyone had left? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But then it seems like it would be too, like, it's too obvious. Same as like Dan, it seems like it would be too obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I don't know. That's what that's what you're saying about all the red herrings. Like, exactly. (laughs) You never know. Um. 
so now Reyes is now that they know that the murder weapon is the knife from the kitchen um Reyes is interested in Irina based on the fact that they think that she's protecting one of the kids the detectives ask Irina to come down to the station to yes. answer some more questions yeah and then Jenna catches Irina before she leaves mm, yes yes um yes, yes. and tells her that her and Catherine are worried about Dan that's what mm-hmm. Jenna says mm-hmm. to Irina yes and I guess yeah. she kind of explains what they had asked her as well so yeah yeah that is Oof. what it is and then Lisa I don't know Lisa's <laughs> looking pretty suspicious too every right? single one <laughs> she tells dan they need to get their story straight and says they should say he was home all night with her and dan is like hella relieved about this because he didn't want to ask her to lie for him but she just suggested it so he's like this is perfect an alibi Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these rich people are so dumb (laughs) i know they are so dumb they don't know come on just like take take like a few hours and listen to a true crime podcast get your story straight watch like I don't know whatever don't lie like don't say that you killed your parents but be like yeah I went out like yeah because they're gonna find it (laughs) exactly um gosh so Irina is then at the police station and she's questioned about the knife Mm -hmm. and Irina pretty much just like was like yeah I did it I, yeah I put yeah. the knife back blah 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 and she's like it was a, just a like that butcher block has been around for so long yeah it was just and a reaction was, yeah exactly like it You're was like, mm-hmm. just yeah um and sounds legit she, yeah essentially she heads back to Catherine after and tells them about what happened in the interview mm-hmm. and she pretty much is like it's not looking good for the kids essentially because it's kind mm-hmm. of confirmed Reyes and Barr's thoughts about them it being one of the three of them mm-hmm. and Jenna pretty much says that and is like wow thanks a lot Irina yes yeah <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> for thinking that it was one of us yeah yes yeah. Exactly. sorry I was she- wrong earlier I had said that Irina had been interviewed but she hadn't been interviewed yet she'd just been asked to come down to the station yeah and then she gets interviewed now yeah right um but yeah Jenna's like wow yeah cool so which one who do you think did it yeah straight up (laughs) like that it's both like it is like a backhanded compliment that she picked it up and cleaned it because you can see how much she cares about the kids but then if the kids genuinely didn't do it they're like wow (laughs) yeah thank you for thinking we're all murderers (laughs) Mm-hmm. but also yeah. audrey is like following the kids oh yes sorry i meant to Which say is that creepy that, yeah yes. she saw jenna at the flower shop and now yeah. she's waiting about the police station and it seems like she's just yeah. getting like riled up and pissed off about the money so she's like now she's like pi audrey mm-hmm. she's staking out the station mm-hmm. um during dan's interview it did not go well mm-hmm. <laughs> it did not help him at all um and he kind of just ends up storming out almost and <laughs> yeah. and he's like gotta go he, yeah um and then he tells lisa that it didn't go well 
mm-hmm. and um not again not to tell Catherine and Jenna that he was out that night mm-hmm. and he also says that he thinks they're going to need to get an attorney mm-hmm. and Lisa asked Dan how they'll pay for an attorney and Dan says that Catherine will help and then later on she does offer and she seemed mm-hmm. eager and mm-hmm. then you find out why <laughs> then Catherine's questioned she keeps sticks to her story yep and she's confident as she's walking out until she sees audrey watching her in the parking lot which i'm like "Mm, if you don't have anything to not be confident about like why are you feeling that way i know and in the interview Catherine admitted that she was the favorite child Mm -hmm. and then regrets saying it Mm-hmm. because it does kind of like like why would you say that <laughs> yeah yeah true. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then we find um, out a little bit more about Rose and Catherine mm-hmm. and they met in high school um it seems that they became good friends because Catherine essentially needed Rose's help she was good in the sciences but not in like um English and so uh, Rose was able to help Catherine in that regard. And then they quickly became friends. Um, Catherine felt like she could be her like actual self around Rose. It seems like Catherine was quite popular and Rose was not. So they both kind of got something out of it, I guess. Um, and that Rose has always been jealous of Catherine and her money. And then what, like what you said earlier, the quote was, they must not find out what she's done. And then I have a million question marks and exclamation marks. <laughs> What did you do, Rose? <laughs> what? What? Jenna heads down to the station. Mm-hmm. They pretty much just call her out on the lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and... like, we know you stayed for an hour after. Yeah, and she's like, and she was like, well, I guess I just um, lost track of time. <laughs> and now they've got to check all the alibis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then the spouses start getting called. Mm-hmm um Ted's up next and he's upset that um upset with Catherine for putting him in this position um Mm -hmm. but he protects her anyways Mm -hmm. I wonder Um, if he would have protected her had he known what he found out after yeah that's true (laughs) like I wonder if he would have been like you're fucked gotta go (laughs) yeah um, the police are then like out looking for evidence in the river. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find like the bloody clothes that would have been left by like the killer and that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. Um, and then Audrey decides to go and watch. And of course she chats up the reporter. Mm-hmm. And she tells the reporter who she is, mm-hmm. which is like a weird move. And the reporter mm-hmm. is suddenly kind of interested and she gives her, she gives Audrey her card and her name is Robin Fontaine. I just wrote that down because I was like, maybe fucking Robin did it. Like who knows at this point? <laughs> at, honestly. honestly. <laughs> right? Like maybe yeah. that name will come up later. Like the Ellen Cutter thing. I didn't even put it oh, together Jesus. with Rose. <laughs> cool. Cool. Now I'm just writing down everybody's name. <laughs> What's their middle name? And their social insurance number. <laughs> What's their birthday? 
Are they? What is their sign? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now Jake is being questioned, and he tells the detective the detectives the same things as all the others. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that would be suspicious too. That all of their stories Mm -hmm. are so similar. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's true, home, and that's it. Yeah. Like, even if you're telling the truth, I feel like their stories would probably like differ a little bit just based on like their perception of what happened. Of course. You know what I mean? And like, Like, none of them like stopped and grabbed a coffee on the way home or like anything like that. Like, yeah, especially or even like Jake and Jenna, because I feel like they lived in the city. So it might be a little bit of a drive. So maybe they stopped for something or totally. Or like, I know when Marty and I get home from like a dinner like that, like I'll go and have a bath or something. Like we're not together the entire time. So it's like the stories just seem weird that they're like, yeah, we just went home. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. (laughs) so very strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now we're back at the forensic pathologist's place yes and her name is are. sandy fisher sandy fisher did she it's, do it well maybe it's like a dexter thing maybe oh she did God. do it i wouldn't be surprised at this point honestly <laughs> she's like getting money in the will i don't know if she's like re- related to Irina or something <laughs> something like that yeah um oh, gosh oh my goodness so this is interesting Mm-hmm. she's finished odd oh yeah this was so bread mm-hmm. yeah and she's determined that he had advanced pancreatic can- cancer and that mm-hmm. he was actively dying and the detectives are like oh was it like did he know and she's like he had to have known yeah There's she no- estimated that he yeah. had about three to four months to live yes exactly but then like obviously none of the kids know no Totally. And we also find out that the killer is Mm -hmm, right-handed. Two, two, two. Yeah. So what are you wondering? I'm wondering if that's why Sheila was so like on edge, like she was going to be alone for the first time in her life. Probably. And it sounds like he was like pretty manipulative and yeah, probably just like a pretty shitty human. And so she probably didn't really like do much in terms of even Mm -hmm. just like controlling her own life so it would be very scary to think that you would be alone like you she was probably so brainwashed that she didn't even think she could do it yeah I wonder if that's also because at the dinner she I want to tell Catherine something before your father comes down I wonder if she was going to say something mm -hmm. or if that was more he probably didn't want the kids to know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm did Sheila kill yeah. Fred? Did Sheila kill Fred? And then oh, strangle yeah. herself? And then Reyes wants to know who knew Fred was dying. Dot dot dot. Um, that Dan, I just just that Dan and Lisa go and meet with the attorney, and oh, yes. he Dan tells the attorney about um pretty like a, he he's honest with the attorney about that dinner mm-hmm. being awful and all that sort of stuff, but he doesn't tell his attorney that he went out that night he's like determined Mm -hmm. to keep that under wraps um Mm -hmm. and overall it sounded like a good meeting and the lawyer at the end just tells him not to talk to the press so that was kind of interesting because i was Mm -hmm. like okay sounds like solid advice but also is this gonna come up later like yeah foreshadowing i don't know all right tell us tell us take it away (laughs) so ted is kind of like almost not confronts her but is like 
he's helping, trying to help out. He knows Catherine's stress. Like he actually seems like a genuine loving husband. Yeah. Like trying to get her to have some dinner and like, she doesn't have an appetite. Understandably. So her parents Mm -hmm. just were brutally murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, she's trying to plan funerals. She's, um, greeting well-wishers and stuff like that. I can understand Mm -hmm. how that would be exhausting. How'd you have no appetite? So then she leaves the dinner table and starts going and freaking out in the living room. And Mm -hmm. Ted is like, what's going on? You need to tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then Catherine tells him, wait, 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 though. They, they, Ted and Catherine, they see the detectives going to the neighbor's house. And I feel like that kind of like, yes, sparked her to freak out Yes, because she's like, oh my God, like they're, they're, Mm -hmm. they don't believe me, obviously. And they're like looking around and they're both worried that someone might have actually seen her go out that night. So Ted says to her, he's, he's like you said, he's being a good husband. He's like, you need to tell them the truth that you went over to their house and that your parents were fine. Yeah. And Catherine's like, but they weren't fine. They were already dead. <laughs> OMG. What? What? <laughs> I had to read that so many times. Like, are you kidding yeah. me right now? Right? Oh, what a twist. Yeah. I didn't expect that. No. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. And she justifies it to Ted by saying that she mm-hmm. saw that their parents were dead and she honest to God thought Dan had done it. So she didn't want to call the police because she has like this need to protect Dan, um, which is also bananas. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have like a brother, but like, I, maybe I just, at, like I... there'd be a point where you have to draw the line. And I think murder is the line. <laughs> I like wouldn't you be afraid that if he could kill your parents he could kill you too but then like, like that's why you go to the police and like, yeah. they would help you and you'd be like I'm worried for my own life and they would say yeah. okay we'll make Let's sure there's an officer out. there or whatever yeah. like yeah we'll put you in a hotel yeah. or something I don't know you just like call 911 <laughs> yeah Jesus. exactly oh lord um, so, and then at the end of that chapter, yeah. it kind of edit it kind of ended with Ted thinking mm-hmm. to himself mm-hmm. that if it was Dan, he'd done them all a favor. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 At least he's being honest. Mm-hmm. So then Barr and Reyes obviously can't trust the alibis either. So they're going and doing their own detective work to see if there's any um cameras footage etc any witnesses i saw anything yeah yeah and they're across the street neighbor from catherine and ted have a like porch cam and they see like of course they do yes <laughs> of course they um catch catherine leaving um at 11 i think it was 1109 or something like that mm-hmm. um that evening so mm-hmm. they and then they Catherine's also have her lying. returning Yes, later exactly exactly so, like, so then they're like yeah hello <laughs> mm-hmm. so silly yeah um, um and then dan also sees that the detectives mm-hmm. are questioning his neighbors mm-hmm. so they all know that something is going on yes and i believe that 
Dan, there was witnesses, eyewitnesses at Dan's, um, a neighbor saw him leaving and then another couple saw him returning. Something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'd agree with you. Um, I just have like, I wrote Ellen Cutter because this is when I finally realized the connection. Um, and I guess like Audrey goes over and tells Ellen like what's going on and it's sad boohoo or whatever. But then at towards the end of that chapter, it was weird because it says that Ellen is feeling pleasure based on another's misfortune. It used some fancy mm-hmm. word I had to look up because I was like, what the fuck mm-hmm. does that mean? Yes. But that's what it means. <laughs> Okay. So I was like, wait, what? Whose misfortune mm-hmm. is she feeling mm-hmm. pleasurable about? Did she yeah. know that Rose was going to get a portion of the money? Because obviously she knows who Rose's dad is. Yeah. So maybe it was like hush money. Like when I die, you'll mm-hmm. be rich. First, Catherine tells Jenna what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says maybe she should tell the police the truth and say she was in shock. That's what Catherine says. And Jenna said, she said like, for fuck's sake, Catherine, you're a fucking doctor. Like you need to think of something better than that. Right. And so she says that Catherine needs to tell the police that they were going to sell the house. And she was afraid that they would think that she did it. Like they found out at dinner that they were going to sell the house and that should be her like reason or whatever. I don't know. Right. Still doesn't seem enough, but whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's, yeah. <laughs> and then Ted is obviously struggling with knowing that Catherine found her parents dead and didn't say anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. What the um, I know it's so banana. Like, I love Marty so much, but if that happened, I could not <laughs> process it. Like, right? Huh? Right. I don't, I don't know. I think that we would have to go to counseling together mm-hmm. for a really long time for me to ever trust him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. So then he realizes that Dan must have had his reasons if she, if Catherine suspects him of murdering his parents, um, which I wrote that down because I was like, Hmm, is that foreshadowing something like was Dan like were the kids really really abused like how bad is this yeah um but obviously Ted doesn't think that it's an excuse for murder Mm -hmm. um and then it's so then Reyes knows that Catherine and Dan lied about their alibi as he has proof and that's when he calls Dan back in for a formal interview and then Uh, he admits to the police that he went out for a drive um the attorney cuts the meeting short (laughs) when Reyes asks if Dan asks his dad for money and yeah. the detective said they decide they're going to search Dan's car for blood. Mm-hmm. I can at that point, his attorney, that's when his attorney though, found out about him going out for a drive because he omitted that in their first meeting. True. So that's probably yeah. why he cut the meeting short. Cause he yeah. didn't know what else yeah. he was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And I think, I guess we kind of wrap up with Reyes wondering if Dan and Catherine were at the house at the same time based on the timestamps and the eyewitness reports. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, well, Audrey's back at the police station. She's watching everything. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's just creep alert, letting us know yeah. that she's trying not to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine goes to the police station and she's brought an attorney with her this time. And mm-hmm. she ends up telling them that she talked to her mother and it was the Jenna thing. She totally just lies to the police mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Reyes is wondering if Dan and Catherine may have been at the house at the same time. Hmm. Like, did they tag team the murder together? Yeah. Did somebody strangle mom and somebody stab dad at the same time? Ooh, that sounds likely. Mm-hmm. But also, like, what was Jenna doing? Yes. Right? You know? And Jake? Mm-hmm. Like, he must have been there with Jenna. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at Lisa. I'm looking at Ellen Cutter. I'm wondering about Rose. <laughs> yeah. Why is she still so, like, on edge? I know. Like, what's happening there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are your theories? Okay. Wait. I just thought of something. Okay. So, okay. So if. Okay, so if Audrey told Ellen that she was getting half of Fred's fortune and the remainder was going to the children, if Ellen told Rose that her dad, right, that her dad was Fred and that he was going to die and get and she was going to get money, but now she's going to get considerably less. Oh, and that's why Rose is acting all funny. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because why is she so sweaty? Yeah. Why I'm losing is she weight so and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. she, because that would have given her enough time to like know that something's going on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that would have been pretty premeditated because she would have known a week prior because Fred, Fred couldn't get an appointment with his lawyer until a week later. Yeah, true. And oh maybe maybe rose was like upset about the fact obviously i think i would be upset if i found out that my best friend's dad was then also my dad and that yes. made us sisters especially and, with the differences of your lives like and i'm sure she would have seen how shitty he was That's too true, like too. how awful of a father he was and like person he was That's and true. yeah why do I have no money and like you're my dad too kind of thing yeah 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 and then like maybe she hired somebody <laughs> to kill or maybe she, she Rose didn't hire somebody but Ka- um Ellen did oh yeah she knew mm-hmm. and Rose because, just knew what was happening yes because we also have to remember that Rose is an attorney as well mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So she could mm-hmm. have easily called and found out when the appointment was mm-hmm. for Walter or probably or called Walter away. But he was on vacation, wasn't he? He just said he got called away unexpectedly. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Are we detectives now? It should be I hope Nangle so. and Blakely <laughs> on the case. <laughs> on we'll the solve case. any solve any crime before dinner time <laughs> but probably get it wrong so as long as we have three chances yes okay tell no me your theory of limitations here <laughs> none it's our podcast not yours. not yours <laughs> <laughs> okay tell me your theories okay my theories i liked your theory about like Ellen and Rose being in on it okay, now that okay. you're like now that we know this. So my theory is that I need to go back and look at 
okay walter did you make a map do you have a murder map no i'm just looking at my (laughs) notes because um i put some stars beside some stuff okay 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 um so i am wondering if walter since he's a lawyer and rose isn't a lawyer and he's like i doubt she knows that um fred's even her father i'm wondering if they're like in on something together oh right because walter would have known exactly right good point i feel as if like a lawyer could probably still like help their client even if they were like on business somewhere else you know what i mean unless it was a vacation but it doesn't say vacation so I'm wondering if there's something going on there because Walter, I don't know, it could have been a red herring, but I did make notes of like his, him being uneasy, him being away conveniently, true. fidgeting, blah, blah, blah. True, true. So I'm Very wondering true. if he is in it with Rose on something. All and right. And then I'm also still like my um, theory about like, the siblings being in on something together especially since since like as we've read this um chunk that Mm -hmm. jenna seems so cold and like thanks a lot irena and like and that we find out that Catherine was able to keep that information from her husband for two days like what else can she keep from him i know but i was just thinking about that like don't you think if she did it, she wouldn't have said that she saw them at all. Like not even to her husband. I don't know. Cause you would want no association yeah. or maybe she True. was just like really trying to prove it to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're just starting to get paranoid. Which... <gasps> they better be. <laughs> Cause I mean, they're honestly. coming for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. We need to know your guys's theories. Please. Yes. Yes. And I know a few people have already read it all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. And Barb, don't tell us who did it. (laughs) And Shauna, she did too. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I really want to Google it. I'm trying really hard not to. Uh, A lot of people had some like comments on it. Um, Yeah. Shelby said she, she liked everybody. (laughs) Yes. And she's thinking Jake. Right. Is which guilty. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. we haven't heard much about him. Mm-hmm. But like, why would he do uh, that? Like, do you think he was like a hired? He was hired help? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Hmm. 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 And then what does Summer say? Summer. Um. She thought her initial thought was that Jake and Jenna are the most likely suspects because they stayed behind. Um, and that maybe Fred something said something more to piss them off. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we yeah. just got to keep reading. I wonder what will happen in the next few chapters because like what's going to happen before the end in these kinds of books, you always only find out at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's going to happen for the next the last page? I know. I just gotta know. I See, gotta know. The thing with the ebook. Sometimes I read the last page of a book. Haha, ha, but you can't. <laughs> so next week okay. we're reading yep. chapters 31 to 47. Okay. Wee woo. Wee woo. Tell us what you think, guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, well. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello? Goodbye. Hello? Hello? Goodbye. Hello? Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.